0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we get ready for the return to league action After last week's cup drama Michael Beale denies a deal's already been struck with Nicholas Raskin He says he won't be devastated if Rangers don't add any more new faces Ange Postacoglu is excited by the potential of O And is backing him to make a quick impact And Ryan Porteous signs for Watford as Kevin Nisbet turns down Millwall I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight you have Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans Kevin Nisbet goes to Millwall has a medical and is about to sign for Millwall when his agent gets a text message from someone to say don't do it we'll take him now the question is who is the we so cynical what a cynical start to the show no not at all he's of no use to Hibs now Uh, even if he hasn't signed for anyone by tomorrow he won't play in what are they calling it El Sakico against Aberdeen uh, when they really need him If Hibs don't have him They don't have anyone to score a goal And will lose the match But All I'm interested in Is Who sent the text message To the agent I just really need to clear up That Hugh doesn't know If any text message Has been sent Cammy Bell It's his typically cynical view On Kevin Nisbet's decision To turn down Millwall Yeah But I, I agree with Hugh I think there will have been A conversation that, that has been had When he's been down there There's uh, Obviously it's alerted clubs That that's the fee They're looking for They can get him for Just over 2 million With including add-ons So um, Yeah I think that There probably has been A phone call But the big question is Is it somebody in Scotland Or is it somebody Down in England You two are just Troublemaking Based on absolutely nothing But I don't mind it I don't mind your style 01419511025 That's the number You need to get in touch Tonight with Hugh Keevans Or Cammy Bell We are back to league action I think we've only Just gotten over uh, The drama From last week's cup Maybe not so much Involving the big sides Over the weekend It was all a bit predictable And then up popped Aberdeen Darvel Jim Goodwin Dave Cormack's statement and you know the rest So Il Sacchio Or whatever it was Hugh mentioned That takes top billing In the Premiership tomorrow Far and away I mean it, it, Rangers will beat St Johnston at Ibrox In a routine fashion Celtic will beat Dundee United On Sunday But The eyes of the country Will be on Easter Road tomorrow As two bad lots Come together I looked at the league table And I find that Aberdeen Are 32 points Behind Celtic 32 and Hibs are 34 points. They're on course to finish the end of the season 50 points behind the, the league winners. There are two clubs living on past reputation, a myth, the pair of them, and what's going on at Aberdeen is laughable. Yeah, it's... Um, it's Listen, Monday night was um, a real low point for Aberdeen, a huge high point for, for Darville and, and the way they performed, but... If you'd looked at them two teams, it, for me, Darvel were the Premier League team and Aberdeen were were a, an amateur team on the night. They were really poor. I'm surprised just the way that it's went with the chairman not taking action. I'm, I'm really still surprised that Jim Goodwin's still in his post um, coming this weekend, but two massive, massive... Um, Three points that these two two managers need And it, they're really under pressure Come on then 01419511025 That is the number you need Let's hear from you tonight If you are wanting to discuss tomorrow's games That's absolutely fine That's quite the thing to do 
On a Friday evening But what about the transfer market then It really is heating up Where are we four days to go Although Hibs have been dominating the headlines today With Ryan Porteous and Kevin Nisbet We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu He is excited about the potential of O He believes he can make a quick impact What does that mean Celtic fans Does that mean a debut uh, as soon as possible For you Rangers fans Michael Beale had a lot uh, to say today He was... Denying that Nicholas Raskin had signed a pre-contract Says negotiations uh, continue He gave various fitness updates He said he wouldn't be devastated If they didn't get anyone else in I wonder what you make of that Would you be devastated if you didn't get someone else in? Because uh, I know we don't take these things lightly up here um, So give us all your thoughts please 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB This is what is fascinating about the end of the window Hugh um, Because the wee game set against the backdrop of this you know yeah. will, will players play their final game for a club this weekend will there be debuts handed out to new players this weekend will it be a team's final game before they attract some, some new name you know that that's the, the background this weekend isn't it the Rangers and Johnston game offers Michael Beale the chance to play Todd Cantwell if he fancies it because it'll be a routine victory St Johnston five league defeats on the bounds Put out of the Scottish Cup by Rangers Although Rangers didn't play well at all They still won the thing um, Celtic could afford to bring O on At Tannadice on Sunday If they have a margin of lead That allows that to be the case I, I mean, not for one minute do I believe That Celtic will win 9-0 again at Tannadice It would be a much, much closer game than that But the, the rumour is there to bring O in for a cameo appearance He appears to be fit enough And it would certainly be an intriguing one For the Celtic fans who are watching What do you think this weekend, Cammy? Debuts potentially at Glasgow's Big 2? Yeah, I think there will be at some point I agree with you Whether, again, um, Cantwell will start for Rangers I, I don't know, it depends on his fitness um, But yeah, I expect It's it's a good game for, for Rangers To give players game time Um Hadji potentially back for some game time as well and um, there's a number of other as you say the, Michael Beale spoke about fitness levels of some players coming back and there's there's a number of other ones on their way back as well very soon uh, Don't forget it's the usual number 0141951 always mention it a lot at the start just so you know what you're getting involved in so either Friday night you can look ahead to the weekend's fixtures I suspect most of you will have transfers on your mind like we said Michael Beale issuing some updates today um, talking about his thoughts overall Will we get debuts this weekend Maybe we want to talk about Hibs transfers Because I think they're two well-known players Two Scotland internationals One goes, one stays for now You've got the Jim Goodwin situation uh, The statement from Dave Cormack The big game against Hibs uh, tomorrow Give us all your thoughts please 0141 Let's kick things off by hearing from Michael Beale Whilst you get your calls over to us uh, he has been speaking today of course Media duties ahead of that game against St Johnston uh, tomorrow uh, And he says the club could spring a few surprises In the final days of the window But denies they've agreed a deal for Nicholas Raskin To move in the summer We're obviously away talking And I've got some plans in place If if they come off, wonderful If they don't then We've got a fantastic player in this week In Todd Cantwell who looks excellent in training I think uh, there's a lot of noise Around one or two players out there so there's lots of things growing arms and legs that are maybe not so true all I'd say is we're busy in the background 
It's not true that we've signed a pre-contract of anybody, so I can dispel that right now. He's obviously a player that we like. There's negotiations going on between the clubs, but they're not the only ones that we're speaking to. I know in the media, because things have been leaked on the other side, that two players are being spoken about. I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's different names or or no one at all. You know, I've spoke a lot today about the final third being quite loaded, so no one's really took the scent that I'm saying the other end of the pitch might be where we strengthen. So I'm looking for good players in every position. Let's bring in Billy, who's a Rangers fan. What are you thinking, Billy, with four days to go until this window closes? Hi, how you doing? Um, thanks for taking me through. Um, I'm a wee bit disappointed with the actual business that we've done throughout the window. I mean, um, obviously we've got that, you know, Torgman in and all the rest of it, but I think we should get another couple in before the end of the window. The comments from Michael Michael Beale's update today, Hugh, can be taken a number of ways. It just depends yeah, yes. on, on the individual. He's he's very open and honest. We always say this. He, he says they're busy. He says they're working away. Yes, they could spring yeah. some surprises. Might not be the names that everyone's mentioning, Whitaker and, and Raskin. Um, but if you're a, a pessimist, if you like, sorry to label Billy in that way, you'll leap on the bit about, I won't be devastated if we don't get anyone else in. I don't think it was in that, that clip, but he said that today. We're working hard. You wouldn't be devastated if you didn't get anyone else in. There are four days left. And the history of the transfer window tells you that uh, up until the, the, the final minute of the transfer window, anything can happen. I really believe that Rangers will add someone Michael Beale is hinting it might be a defender rather than a forward-going player. However, until Kevin Nisbet and his agent show their hands, uh, I still have to link his name with Rangers having knocked back Millwall today. Yeah, I mean, I think Michael Beale also was asked about strikers in Scotland and said that there was nothing in Scotland better than, than what he had already at, at the club. Um, so I don't know whether it's a case of putting two and two together, Cammy, on. In a nutshell Billy wants more done Michael Beale has left The possibility That Rangers Might not do any more If yep. he didn't Would that disappoint you? Um, I think it would disappoint me A little bit But again When you look at The the sort of bigger picture They've been missing A number of players Most of the season um, Suter and Hadji Being two That should be back Within the next couple of weeks Um yeah, so, and again, listen, I know he's saying that he's got the two best strikers in the league at the moment in, in Scotland, but one of them strikers probably going to move on, so Kevin Nisbet still, for me, is an option. Um, will Morelos be there next season? It doesn't look like it at the moment. Um, and, and the problem is with Morelos, if he signs a pre-contract with another club, what is his attitude once yeah. he's done that? So th- I think it's a big risk just Rangers running with the with the two. I know right. they've got Roof coming the, back as well. The, as you said, Hugh, it does certainly sound from that clip we played that attention should be shifted to yeah. the defensive side of the pitch, though, doesn't it? But Michael Beale's covering his own back. He's saying, well, we, you know, we might not sign anyone, and I'll be perfectly happy with that because I've got a great squad of players. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, they're running around yeah. trying to get deals done. So he's covering his own back. I, I'm I'm not sure that he needs a defender, that the need for a defender is greater than the need for another mm. forward. Yeah, I think, is he basing that on the, you know, Todd Cantwell coming in, Yanis yep. Hadji's back in the squad tomorrow, yep. um, maybe Tom Lawrence would be a bit, not not too far away either. Is that presumably what he means by that? 
Yeah, I, I, again, reading between the lines, it looks as if Lawrence has had a little bit of a setback, so we, we don't really know timescales yeah, on yeah. that. So, um, Roof's obviously looking to be back in training again um, within the next Cholak week. coming back. You know, yes, Cholak. And, and again, but Roof, again, there's a lot of question marks over his fitness long term and, and how fit he can stay. Mm. Suter coming back is like a new player as well. That, mm-hmm. That's going to be like a new player for Rangers coming into the squad. Billy, what, what were the specifics then that you were hoping for? I mean, this Nicholas Raskin won't go away. Michael Beale saying that there's no pre-contract. That doesn't mean something won't happen in January. Any particular pieces of business you want done? Uh, I would like another forward up front. Because, um, obviously because the injuries and all the rest of it. I mean, I think... Uh, Kamar Roof is uh, injury prone. Most of our players are injury prone. My my problem is I'm looking at the other side of the city and I'm seeing what uh, Ange Postecoglou is doing. You know, and he's bringing players in left, right and centre. And we're trying to get to a stage where we're matching. You know what I mean? We want to match. Yeah. Very quickly on that, Hugh, because we'll we'll get specifically on to Celtic. That's not Billy's right In general Celtic have, have brought in a lot of good players And strengthened yeah. But specifically this window Alistair Johnson's come in But Juranovic has gone out uh-huh. O has come in And people still expect Jakimakis to go out So Celtic had the big squad Before this window It's not so much That they've then added loads Without some yeah. going another And they're also dealing In a transfer window While being 9 points mm. Effectively 10 points In front of Rangers uh, The Rangers fans Are entitled to think Come on Get more players in but there are so many returning who are inside the building at Rangers uh, who will undoubtedly enhance the team and the squad. Um, so everyone just has to calm down mm. a little bit. I think, Billy, you'll find that over four days an awful lot of things can happen. Mm, going to be interesting. Well, on the sort of midfield to attacking side of things, Michael Bailey's excited about the impact of fit again Yanis Hadji and new signing Todd Cantwell can have in the squad. He says both attacking midfielders could feature against St Johnston tomorrow. It was a year last week, I think he did the injury, so I'm delighted to have him back. He looks really sharp. He's not ready to play 90 minutes, but to have Todd Campwell and Yanis Hadji come back in the squad, I'm a really, really happy man. What did having those two available to you, Michael, offer you that perhaps you didn't have? Just variety, I think. It keeps the other managers that are playing against us guessing. <clears throat> Gives me a lot of variety. It certainly turns the dial up in terms of competition in those in those final third places. I have to say, I think Alfredo, Fashion and Ryan Kent and Malik joining them has been excellent. We've not had Antonio Collat, who will be in the squad again tomorrow, so that's good. So if you think from last week, you get Antonio a little bit fitter and you get Todd and, and Yanis in the squad, it certainly makes us a stronger Rangers. Thanks to Billy. Let's bring in Archie in Partick. What do you read into what the manager's been saying about transfers today, Archie? Well, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm just listening to you talking about the forwards and attacking midfield, which is great. I mean, I, I was speaking to the producer there, uh, and I think um, I think something has been missed here. I think that um, looking at the Rangers team, um, I think the defence, I think the last two or three years, I think um, the strongest part of the team was was, was with defence. Um, but I think, um, I was, I've seen a bit, you know, when Gerard was there, we had sort of two, two decent players for every position. Um, I think I mean one of my favourite obviously players is um, is Connor Golson, but I think when he's when he's actually with the team, I think the whole defence seems to be really really vulnerable and sort of collapses. Um, the, the sort of Davis boy is I think the jury's still out. Shooters a crock who's in and out. Um, Tavernier I think is um, you know I, I'm not a big fan of his and he doesn't seem to have a backup 
Fifth Avenue, I think the left back position is is you know a miss we um with Barisic. I really think we really need to look to strengthen defence and have backups for guys that seem to be as I've said before. Doesn't matter how bad they play, they still got a game. I think these guys need to be challenged. I think we need to have guys that we can step in. When I say the Davies boys, just I don't know. I, I, I don't really fancy him. Um, Shooter, he'll be injured again. So I think you've, you're looking at Goldston and, and um, the boy King, but I really think we need to look at the defence because for me, you build for the back. And well, I think, you, um, you know, if you look at the league table, Rangers have lost 22 goals in 22 games. Won a match. Celtic have got five fewer than that. Uh, so uh, that doesn't suggest to me that, that uh, there's a serious need to tighten up the defence or, or bring in new defenders. I think Leon King, Helander uh, will come back. Um, Golson and Davies are, are forming a decent partnership at the moment. That would just be one measurement, though, wouldn't it? Because you you, know, you could have lost yeah. you could have lost one goal in a couple of games, which wouldn't damage your goals against Column too much, but might contribute heavily to the the nine points that you find yourself trailing by. I accept that, uh, but I think we're getting uh, there's a, a hysteria that kicks in when the transfer window is about to close, uh, and people want. Players from right, left, and centre. I'm, I'm not sure the, the the kind of financial position that Rangers are in to deliver on the level of expectation the fans have. I I think the problem with Rangers is 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 the quality. When you look again, if they've got everyone fit, you look through their defence. You've got Adam Devine, which would be a, a natural replacement for Tavernier. You've got Yilmaz as a p- replacement for Barisic. He's three to four weeks away now, apparently. Yep, and 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 you've got Hollander to come back and Suter. So the problem has been that I, I don't know if the quality is good enough. It's not as good as as Celtic squad quality. Um, Archie's just mentioned that Celtic can change pl- players, um, and you should be able to have that competition. That if a player's not playing well, you put another player in who's who can do the job. Um, and I just don't think Rangers have got that quality right behind their starting eleven. Yeah, um, Archie, I suppose though, I, I I get where you're coming from. Of course, look, John Suter might get injured again. I assume though that Michael Beale doesn't think he will. John Suter doesn't think he will. And then he becomes a a, a part of the defence going forward. You know, that still has to remain a possibility, does it not? I, I mean, I, I think I, I think I'm more concerned. Uh, no, 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 with the second defence. I think it's the full back positions. I think, um, you know, uh, I think we again. I think the boy divine. If, um, if, uh, I think you know, left back. He was playing right back. Was you know playing right back? Uh, other way around. Other, other, way, other yeah. way around. So yeah, he is a right he, back. Yeah, he's a right back. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I, again, you're saying I don't. I don't think he's. A, I don't think he's a quality. I just think we. I think t- for me, I think Tavernier is, is peaked, um, and I think I don't really know what's happened to him this season, but um, he's been absolutely atrocious. Um, I mean, I've never known a player to get a ball away so much in my life. I think Barisic, I, I, you know, and I actually get quite bored listening to pundits going on about this. Oh, this great crossing your ball. He's a professional football player. See if he can't cross a ball. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be, be a professional football player. He puts half decent balls in now and again, and and other times he, he skies all the bat. He's a professional football player. You shouldn't even be questioning whether he should, should be able to put a cross in. You know, I think that I don't know what happened to the Turkish boy. I really think, as you say, we need we really need these guys on their toes. And I think the problem is probably psychologically. I think the, the fullbacks probably think it doesn't matter how bad they play. You know, they're not really challenged. And I think. 
that's no, that's no, that's no Rangers. It shouldn't be like Rangers. It shouldn't be like any club. But that's that seems to be the way it's been for a way with two or three managers. These same players seem to be getting away with the same bad performances week in week out, and they still have the captaincy. They still keep getting started. That's that's, that's two or three managers with the same stuff. So for me, there's a bigger issue there. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of this manager. I said in July that G will be away by Christmas. I said that on your show. I didn't fancy him, and I don't fancy this guy. He was with a, a duo that won one trophy out of nine. Um, he'd done an all right, decent job at QPR, where there's that many teams running about in the same sort of position. I don't rate him at all, and I think he's going to go the same way as you, and that's just the way I see it. I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But the fullbacks and the manager... I'm no keen on at all Archie is not a happy man I think we can summarise that much 01419511025 There was a lot we could probably respond to We're late for the travel We've got Andrew and Busby next Why don't you pick up where we left off You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard I just popped my head into the phone booth During the break And I could hear a tirade of sweary words From a caller who was very unhappy At the previous caller Archie's assessment Of things at Rangers Like we're meant to all be getting on On a Friday night It's once It's after the league action tomorrow When we've got some other drama That we can fall out about Everyone's Just to summarise Archie <laughs> James Tavernier is a dud Absolutely atrocious were the words that he used And the manager, nah, he won't do either This is the manager who hasn't lost a game yet Makes you look cheery Yeah Which is quite It's, it's quite also incredible, incredible. Well, I, was, I was born in Partick, remember Brought up in Partick I am a Partick boy You are indeed 01419511025 Andrews and Busby How's it going Andrew? Not bad, Gordon Thanks for taking my call Pleasure, what's your point tonight? Uh, hello to you and Cammy as well Hi uh, I was just thinking about um, Rangers recruitment and Rangers fans, really, being one myself. Uh, I was on a Facebook thing or whatever. You know, you you get fans that will post the team that they think should play the next game. And they put in, as fans tend to do, players who haven't even signed yet. So Cantwell's in there, Raskin's in there, Whitaker's in there. And then the comments are, who are you going to drop? You can't drop Sakala, you can't drop Lundstrom, you can't drop these players. But they scream and scream and scream for new players in because this is the team, this is the team of players that have got nine points behind and banished in the Champions League. And then when we do get players in, they go, well, we can't drop the ones that have been playing. So it must be an absolute quandary for the recruitment team or you know the management to try and appease the fans when you can't even bring these players in because they think the team that isn't doing the job they want them to do is undroppable. But it's not about appeasing the fans. You know, don't fans realise if they take a look at Celtic that it's not about an eleven-man game anymore. It's about a sixteen-man game, and uh, you know you have to drop people. You have to bring others on in the game who make an impact, who add to the strength of the team. Uh, you know, and Rangers tomorrow have a. Terrific opportunity against a team who are going through a woeful spell. Five league defeats in a row for St Johnston. They're going to Ibrooks. They have no chance whatsoever. And it's the perfect opportunity for Michael Beale to bring in Todd Cantwell, Hadji for some game time. Uh, it's not about the 11 that starts. It's about 
what you do with the big squad at your disposal over the 90 minutes so that may be what the fans are at some fans are after Andrew I take the point Look, some might take it too far some might want everybody signed but ultimately is the end goal not to get to a position where you've got two really strong players every position maybe even more in some areas and have that you know that real depth well, that's what that's what I was thinking. I was like, you would think the fans would be excited about the players that have, all oh, right, got you, got you. In their eyes, in in their eyes, not performed to keep up with Celtic or do something in the Champions League. Now they, it's the same players now. Granted, Michael Beale has come in and made them a bit better and players back from injury, but they were screaming for players. I mean, when Gio was still the manager before the transfer window opened. It was this only dropped up in January. We need to sign six, seven players uh, just to get to the end of the season. Now, he's come in, you know, he's changed the ethos. Players are playing better that weren't. Suits the, the system suits them. Players come back from injury and bringing other players in. It's like, where are we going to put these players? Well, like Hugh says, that's exactly what it should be. It's not, it's a rotation. Having, having, said, having said that, though, Andrew, as it stands, it is only one, isn't it? It's only one new signing in. Todd Cantwell, would you be hoping for more if the window was to close like this? How how would you describe your mood? Yeah, I'm desperate for the new players because in my opinion, the players that have been there haven't performed to the standard that keeps us up with Celtic or you know shows as well in Europe. So in my opinion, the players need new blood in to push them up to that level. We know they were at that level. I was in Seville. I saw John Lundstrom. I saw these players who are getting slated now play well beyond their you know their ceiling so Andrew did they play well beyond their ceiling or are they underperforming this season that that would be my question that I, I've seen all these players I've wrote down they've, they've got basically nine attacking players I get it Lawrence isn't fit at the moment but the majority of them now are fit Roof will be back next so you've got Roof Cholak Morelos Sakala Hadji Tillman Kent Cantwell and Lawrence would be your pick of your nine sort of attacking players and I just think a lot of these players this season have underperformed. I don't think they peaked last season. I think they've underperformed. And is that down to the manager that was in place and, and Gio? And it's going to take Michael Beale to, to be able to get the best tune out of these players. I do agree. They need new blood in there as well. But then they don't want to have too many players in the squad because that becomes a problem as well. If you've got too many players in the squad, I think that what I said before is for me... They've not got quite the quality and strength and depth that, that Celtic have. They've got real quality that come off the bench and are like for like, can be starting players, whereas mm. I don't really see that in Rangers' squad. <laughs> the thing, stating the obvious view, but everything about a deal needs to be right, doesn't it? I mean, take Nicholas Raskin as, a, as an example. If it is a player Rangers want, fine, but you still need to... You still need to act responsibly. He's, he's out of favour where he is. He's not oh. got long left in his contract, so you... you you can't have a gun held to your head to no. pay something that is inappropriate for a player in that in well, that situation. You, you, you might take the view where we'll get him at the end of the season then and we'll sign Kevin Nisbet in the meantime. He's determined yeah. to push this Kevin Nisbet thing, even though Michael Beale's hinting that it's somewhere back. I'm, I'm a back fan of Kevin Nisbet going to Rangers. I, I think he'd be a, he's, he's a proven goal scorer for, for in, in the Scottish League. He knows the Scottish League, so it's a player you're going to get hit hit the ground running it's mm. not going to take him time to adjust to the league he knows what it's all about I think he would score a lot of goals for Rangers because he would be playing with a better quality player as well um, thank you to Andrew there's two Andrews on the line it's confusing me well one's Andy we'll get to Andy in, in just a second Andy's in, in Bears Den um, 
it feels like Michael Beale's comments today have, have left me personally, if anyone cares what I think, feeling that if Rangers don't add anything before the end of the window, I won't be that surprised. And if they bring in two or three more, yeah. I'll be equally as unsurprised. I feel <laughs> I, like it, is, it in, is it in that sort of balance where it could easily... Easily go either of those the, the, directions The journalist in me tells me it's great that Michael Beale speaks so much But he talks so much that he sometimes lose what he's on about uh, I think he's covering his back in the eyes of the fans Because he's saying, ah, if we don't get anyone it's not the end of the world We've still got a great squad While I'm sure Ross Wilson is going around in the background Trying to get new players in um, I, I don't think it's a... A, a desperate situation for Rangers They are effectively 10 points behind Celtic No one expects them to win the title um, They are To my mind Working on building a team For the start of next season Because it would be important Not to fall so far behind Celtic In the early part of next if, season If they don't get anyone in between now and the end of the season I expect these players to perform better I think the manager will get a better tune out with them And they will perform better are we over-analysing this now? Or has there has there been a slight shift in tone from, say, the start of the window or prior to the window where Michael Beale kind of went in quite strong, you know, and spoke about, you know, I've done my bit and it's now over to... Maybe that was just in relation to Todd Cantwell. I don't know. And, and that one did get over the line. Um, has, he, has he softened his approach to the possibility of... No more signings, or, or like I say, are we just are we now really overanalyzing these words today? No, I I, f- I think he he doesn't want to make any broken promises, and and you know that people if he comes out and says, I think Hugh's right, he's, he's saying all the right things to cover his back. He makes any promises, and it doesn't happen. The Rangers fans hold you to that, so I, I, I firmly believe he'll want players in, whether they come in or not, might be out with his control. But what is within his control is getting these players that he's got at the club better, playing better on a Saturday and winning. He's winning games of football. Already, yeah. yeah, but he, he needs better performances. Yeah. Let's bring in Andy and Bears Den. What's your point tonight, Andy? Uh, my point was to was kind of echo the the previous call. I was talking to the fullbacks, but just to kind of talk, well, to pick up from what you're, you were just talking about there, I think that there shouldn't be. Too much panic because the since deals come in, the, the team seems to. Have, I mean, it's been a bit scrappy some of the results, but the players seem to be playing a bit better, and there are players that are going to be coming back. I mean, we've got Cantwell in, um, and Mahadji coming back. He's almost going to be like a, a new signing because he's not played for so long. If he still, you know, got the, the skill, but to get to my point, my my point was more about the uh, Tavernier. Now, I think that he's been a great servant to the club. You know, he's you look at his stats and it's amazing. But I think I agree with the one the caller said that I think he's peaked. Now, one of the problems or the issues I see with this is that he's signed a big, a long term kind of contract to see out the rest of his career at Rangers, and he's the captain. Now, how do he dethrone the captain who's signed a deal to to see out his career? And you've got young Divine there wanting to basically do what Patterson was attempting to do and ended up, you know, <laughs> away to Everton. And I think that it's the young players, if you've got the skill and they are, like, competing, they should be the ones that are getting the the game time because they're the future, you know. If Tavernier starts to become not as good as Divine and uh, there's this, this kind of loyalty 
to play in Tavernier because he's a captain. Because one of the things that I notice is the number of crosses. We all kind of talk about how how great he is when we're crossing when there's a goal on the end of it. But with Rangers, how many crosses attempts does he get? Now, really good crosses of the ball might only get a few chances to cross the ball per game, and they'll put a great cross in. And if there's an, a you know a great attacker out there ready waiting, and they'll knock it in, you know they they, they don't get the number of chances. So when you really look at it, like say maybe twenty twenty chances to get the ball in, and he's 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 had one that's turned out to be a goal. We forget about the, the twenty poor crosses. Is this not all about priorities, though, Andy? I, if you think that at some point Rangers do need to look at. How they have a succession plan for James Tavernier or, or when his time's coming to an end you, you may well be right But whatever he is What is he, nine, nine weeks in the door some, I can't remember exactly Michael Beale And in his first transfer window Is it not safe to say that that will just be the least of his worries just now And he's trying to sort you know the priorities first And, and that's maybe something that follows down the line yeah, possibly, but it's. Um, I think the defence uh, is probably the, the the shakiest part for for me. I think that l- looking at the the way the the teams kind of reacted since Bill came in, the attacking side of things looks a lot better. The players, the midfield seems a lot better as well. Although I, I do think that could be bolstered um, by another. I another think whatever whatever's going on, Tavernier is way down the list of things that need to be addressed. I think so. Yeah, Tavernier's got a long-term contract with Rangers because they rate him very highly, and they like him as the captain. And to pick up on the point about crossing the ball, you're not the only one that there. It's a dead art in Scotland now. Uh, Greg Taylor's good at it at Celtic, uh, but by and large, it's a Dying art However Tavernier's assists As a Rangers player Are Unbelievable So You know He is not A problem There are many things That Michael Beale Needs to address At the moment Tavernier Isn't one of them Yeah Listen Tavernier's assists Speak for itself The the stats are there And and I totally agree That he's maybe not Having as good a season As previous season But he's not the only player In the Rangers team I wouldn't say he's done or he's a dud he, He's he got the quality still there I just feel as if he's been in a Rangers team this season That's struggled to find consistent form um, He needs to find his form I think he will under Michael Beale I, I really do I think that he's, he'll put his arm around him He's a leader in a different way That some Rangers fans see what a leader should be He doesn't go about barking orders on the pitch But he's a he's a leader in the dressing room And Is, and it, is it maybe just about more about timing though? You know, if, if Michael Beale... You know, comes in at the end of November. It's it's one transfer window. You, yep. you just you can't you can't address everything, can you? No. And and again, listen, it, it, Ross Wilson and Michael Beale will have it on the radar that look, Tavernier's thirty one year old, and he's a great player to have about the place. That's why they've signed him on a long term contract. Even if he's not playing, I think he's a good character having the changing rooms and the dressing rooms for young Adam Devine. He's a great great guy for him to look up to. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's an initial problem at the moment. Cheers, Andy. 01419511025. That's a number you Celtic fans might be interested in because we are going to hear from Ange Postacoglu next. 
And I know most of you Would quite like to share the stage With your manager So get in touch 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans is in the building Sat Cammy Bell is alongside him They're both waiting for you To get in touch Lots of the talk tonight About transfer windows And transfers And Priorities and what needs addressed at various clubs and so on We do have big games tomorrow Four in the Premiership, two on Sunday So lots to look forward to there um, Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu, Celtic fans Good time for you to get involved He says he's excited about O's potential He thinks the striker adds a real physical presence up front And reckons he's capable of making an impact right away So what do you think Celtic fans? Are you hoping to see him very soon? Let us know you know, he's still a young guy, he's only 21, but already you see in his game, he's got a real presence about him in terms of his, just his physicality, he's a big lad, but he, he moves well, he's, you know, he loves to get involved in, in all aspects of the game. Um, people know I love my strikers who, who work hard defensively, and he certainly does that, but he also adds a, a real, like I said, phys- physical presence in that front third in terms of being able to link up and, and a real presence in the penalty box, both, you know, aerially and on the ground, and um, yeah, just really excited about his potential. You know, we do have to remember he's only 21 and, you know, he's still, you know, relatively inexperienced. But at the same time, I just think, he, you know, looking at what he's already done in his career and the way he's gone about it, I reckon he'll be a quick learner. And, uh, you know, I think he, he can contribute straight away for us. When he says he could contribute straight away, that would surely suggest that, oh, we'll have some part to play at Tyadice on Sunday. Not from the start, obviously, but could come on it, You know Ange Postacoglu signs players Because he believes in them And He has been very successful In that department so far He seems Incredibly excited by The prospect of Oh Coming into Scottish football And making an impact In a very short space of time So I think you can Put the kettle on For seeing Oh At Tannadice yeah, again, um, why would Celtic fans doubt Ange Postacoglu's transfer um, history? It's been so successful, and I, I just think um, he looks like we're seeing Jack Amakis is probably going to go. He looks as if he would, he's a he's a good replacement for him, as in um, sort of a physical striker that gives him a different option from what they do have in their squad at the moment. If Jack Amakis does go, so yeah, I, I, I've no doubt we'll see him tomorrow at some point, and. I'm sure the Celtic fans will be excited about it Sunday, sorry Yeah, just listening to the description there And, and clearly I'm I'm the problem here Because I'm, I'm just thinking right. So he's this big physical guy But he can also run around The way that Ange Postacoglu <laughs> wants his yeah. strikers To perform off the ball I'm sure it's entirely possible You're just used to um, You know, almost pigeonholing strikers As it's been the wee guys that run around And the, the bigger ones You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get it's ridiculous the, uh, the, Scottish coming from. the interesting thing for me will be If uh, Celtic can't do business with Atlanta Over Giacomacus uh, And he ends up staying Until the end of the season uh, it would provide a nice learning curve for O to spend that amount of time but not have the pressure on him to come on and score goals uh, although I'm sure that Ange Postacoglu will expect that of him but if Giacomacus does stay until the end of the season then you know Celtic have landed on their feet well, you know, I'll play a clip on that as well since you, you bring it up He, The Celtic manager says Jackie Marcus is being allowed to explore his options at the moment However, he says there's no urgency to move any player out the door 
Yeah, there's still a bit of speculation around him. Nothing's been confirmed. And um, as you said, with a few days left in the window, um, you know, we'll see what happens with, with Jacko. He's um, you know, still part of us at the moment, but um, yeah, there's a fair bit going around the background and hopefully that all gets resolved in the next few days. There's no great urgency from us or from anyone. Um, it's just, a, you know, um, Jacko just wants to explore some options for himself and that's what he's doing. And if he finds something that, you know, he, he really wants to explore and, and that's suitable to us as a football club, then, um, you know, we'll, 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 we'll look at it uh, in that light. But uh, in the meantime, we're just sort of focused on, on making sure we're, we're ready to go for the games. Celtic want the right money for him. Point number one, uh, you know, he can explore his options, but if he's, his pre- mm. uh, preferred option is not willing to meet Celtic's asking price, then you've got a stumbling block. Doesn't sound like it's the feel from other clubs that's the problem, does it? Is it not a bit more that you know he, yeah, he's assessing his personal options. No, it's not like Ange Postecoglou is saying no one's met his valuation yet. Well, as you said earlier, Gordon, uh, the transfer business is a, a multifaceted one. You've got to satisfy the players' demands. You've got to satisfy the selling clubs' demands. Uh, you've got to find out if the buying club uh, are are willing to push the boat out to get the player. So all of that has to be done by Tuesday. And if it's not a deal that's to everyone's satisfaction, then it won't be done. And Giacomacchus will remain. And O uh, will continue to train and progress and get game time. And so will Giacomacchus. Maybe get a further clue tomorrow because in the last game Celtic played, Giacomacchus was left out because there was a lot going on in the background or whatever the phrase was Ange Postacoglu used. So do we just assume that's the same situation on Sunday? Yeah, I think it will be. I don't imagine he'll be in the squad when Ange's saying that he's there's a lot going on in the background and, and uh, a number of clubs are he's, he's speaking to. Um, so I would imagine because they've got O in the building as well, he'll be involved in in the squad and, and I would imagine he'll play some part of the game. And it'll be interesting to see him because, uh, listen, as I said before, the transfer policy from Celtic recently has been really, really good. Um, so it's another... Exciting player from that side of the country um, to to come over to Scotland and and try and make a name for himself. Do you feel like you've been owed an apology on this show? Listen, I, I didn't want to bring it up, but because I just wonder, I feel like it's maybe it's not the first time we've had you on since, is it? No, no, it will be since the move was finalised. Yes, it is. But I just wonder because it, it takes me back to you a couple of Fridays ago. Was it? Here here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cammy Bell suggested 10 million That Celtic would probably Do alright to get 10 million For Juranovic It was yeah. about a month ago In fact yeah. And you got Slaughtered on this show Phones went mental It shows that you're a very Magnanimous man Listen you didn't I, want to say I told you so uh, No Listen I, I said at the time It was up to Celtic What their valuation was Of, of the player And they accepted 10 million And that's what I seen was Probably going to be the fee At the time But some so people you, had 25 you, in their head You don't come from the west of Scotland there. <laughs> I was going to say I'm trying to imagine a world Where you get yeah. proved right About something on this you, show You don't have the bitterness That we do <laughs> You don't have the cynicism That we have You don't have the vindictiveness That we have You you come from the rural community He would have phoned in himself That night to, yeah. to underline the fact That he called it right But there we go We'll find out If there is a fee for Giacomacchus What's that fee going to look like uh, we find out in the coming days what is the destination going to be, if any. Celtic fans, get in touch. Let us know your thoughts. Do we see debuts at the weekend? And before we go any further, it's that time already. Beat 
Take the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Come on then, beat the pundit. Have we had a single victory for the listeners this week? Yes, last, last night. Last night we did. Gordon Deal lost. Of course he did. See, when you need a result for the listeners, he steps up and obliges. So let's see if we can finish the week on a high for you listeners then with a back-to-back victory. 0141 951 1025. Lines close at 7, so be quick. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans is here, Cami Bell as well, and both looking for you to get in touch. Whether you're looking forward to tomorrow's games, maybe you're reflecting on some of the topics from the first hour. We heard from Michael Beale saying Rangers are busy, they're active, they could add a couple more, but he also wouldn't be devastated. If they didn't add any fresh faces Ange Postacoglu is expecting an instant impact from O So how do you feel about that Celtic fans And the Giacomacchus scenario as well Do let us know Between now and 8 o'clock It is a certainty we get stuck in To the big news coming out of Hibs today That Ryan Porteous is away to Watford And Kevin Nisbet has turned down Millwall So does that mean he's going to stay at Hibs Or does it mean that another club has perhaps uh, made a late run for his services and we'll need to hear from Jim Goodwin after the week that Aberdeen have had as well. So plenty more to come if either of those topics tickle your fancy. 01419511025 and we'll do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk/football. An utterly hopeless performance from Gordon Dio last night has given the listeners a chance to, uh, to get some significant points on the board this week. I didn't hear it. I was swanning around the 50th anniversary of the St Andrews Sporting Club, but interviewing the legend that is Jim Watt, the man who fought 50 years ago on Sunday the first fight against Kenny Buchanan in the St Andrews Sporting Club. 50 years. There we are. Was it a good night? I, I admired his honesty. He said to me, it feels like 50 years I'm not going to stand here and tell you That it seems like just only the other day He said it seems like another life Were you responsible? For what? Your red wine consumption Oh I'm, I'm very responsible yeah, I, yes, wouldn't, yes. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that for a second Just just double checking and, and please follow Hugh's responsible example Whatever you're up to this weekend Let's bring in Mark on Beat the Pundit Mark's a Celtic fan How's it going Mark? Yeah, good, Gordon, thanks. How, have you ever played before, by any chance? I haven't, just probably in a car listening every night. I, I, I can't think I'm good, but I'm, I'll probably rubbish tonight. <laughs> I love that, because every, everyone says that, and I always wonder, wh- what's the moment? Why, why why tonight, Mark? I don't know, to be honest with you. I just, I just tried, I just phoned. I love that. I just, get, I just phoned and I get through, and I was lucky, lucky enough to get picked out. Because so. it's no secret, I mean, we, we do this every night, Hugh, and yeah. loads of people are in that scenario with Mark. Mark's probably played like hundreds of times, and he's just, well, why yeah, not? See, it's the Tonight's power, the night. The power of positive thinking. That's what Mark is He's gone by. down, he's got his Euro Millions ticket, he's entering, beat the, he's just going for everything. He's ready this to weekend. go, isn't he? He's, he's ready, ready to go. go. He's right. in too much iron brew. Heads, it will be Hugh Evans, tails, it will be Cammy Bell. And it is tails Had a few tails this week I must say Cammy up against Mark So We give Cammy some Clyde 2 to listen to I will turn it up nice and loud So he can't hear us Mark And as a seasoned player in the car You will know the rules But to recap Answer as many questions as you can And you can pass if you don't know Okay All good yep Let's go then 30 seconds starts Now Which English team did Janino leave To join Celtic in 04? Middlesbrough Who scored Rangers winner In the League Cup semi-final Earlier this month? 
Roof. Who will Darvel face in the next round of the Scottish Cup? Okay. Which player is older, dies in Maida or Stephen Welsh? Maida. Who's the current Hamilton Ackies manager? Uh, Rankin. Which current Scottish Premiership club did Darren Dodds make over 150 appearances for? St. Johnston. Which English side were the last team Jackie McNamara managed? Um, Hartlepool. Okay, let's bring back Cammy Bell. Cammy, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Same set of questions, shall we? On we go. Let's go. Which English side did Janino leave to join Celtic in 04? Pass. Who scored Rangers winner in the League Cup semi final earlier this month? Pass. Who will Darvel face in the next round of the Scottish Cup? Falkirk. Which player is older, dies in Maida or Stephen Welsh? Uh, Maida. Who is the current Hamilton Ackies manager? Uh, John Rankin. Which current Scottish Premiership club did Darren Dodds make over 150 appearances Dundee for? United. Which English side were the last team Jackie McNamara managed? Uh, York City Name the only Scotsman To play for Brentford This season so far Five Four Three Two One Oh Mark You sounded Extremely confident Mark I think Cammy Would have got quicker than me You get that last I did get that I had a stinker though At the start Mark I had a stinker Mark's good I've got that much of a warning for you Mark is a serious Player Okay First one I'm disappointed in you for this I know one. I'm a, I had a mind Janine, one Middlesbrough Just <sighs> synonymous with Middlesbrough yeah. You panicked You panicked Next one though You panicked um, Kamar Roof I know And Mark got them both So you know you're up against it Don't you You know you're seriously up against it okay. Because you both got Falkirk You both got Dyes in Maida You both got John Rankin oh. And I already had an inclination But it was at this spot Specific moment that I knew Mark was a player because he correctly told me that Darren Dodds made over 150 for St Johnston. Oh wow! Remarkable, Mark. So at this point, Mark has got every single Amazing, question Mark. right. He's got six out of six, and then you blew it, Mark. I was hoping <sighs> we were going to get the ten. Jackie McNamara was Hugh. Can you remember I, York? York. Did I get that right? You oh, got it. That was a good oh, answer. In my head for some reason. Ah, that's true. So see, at this point, Cammy, I'm thinking, okay, because then you get one more. And you couldn't even remember Aaron Hickey having played for oh. Brentford this season. You did not deserve to win that Mind because blank. you were hopeless. And, bad combination, Mark, you were outstanding. Well done, Mark and Domarnock. Thank you. Well done, Mark. Unlucky, oh, Brilliant. Can't not many listeners come on here and get a six. Brilliant. Yeah, great from Mark. But it was when you put. Um, Cammy on to Clyde too And it was Michael Jackson And he was moonwalking Around the studio I think it took it out of him <laughs> Producer Chris tells me A six is the highest Listener score this year I mean we're only in, Still in January It's not a lot to Write home about Is it Chris Come on I'm hoping for better stats Than that Going forward It was a poor um, start for me That killed me Oh absolutely Janino Ah no It's shocker uh, Can he get Kmart Ruth Who scored That's, that's true it's a Real problem those are the ones See for me now The beauty of this I never have to play Beat the pundit Which is great I just watch you lot squirm I feel like weirdly Those are the ones I would struggle with For some reason See that like Oh it was Three weeks ago Or whatever uh-huh. And you're expecting Like Janine you're no problem But See, the Kamar Roof mm. Normally if you get a four You can maybe get away with that But, but Mark was really ah, good Mark was, Mark was excellent When he hit me with St Johnston For the Darren Dodds To go Six out of six I thought yeah Um, How many appearances Did Darren Dodds make For Dundee United a hundred, so there oh, you are, okay. Cammy. So. I can only really remember him at United, but yeah, okay. there we are, there we are. Okay, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Here's your seamless transition. Done the United. A lot of discussion here. And we'll do this more tomorrow because um, 
It's obviously a Sunday game uh-huh. It's very easy to Reference 9-0 wins yep. Much to producer Callum's despair The face he's pulling in there um, Do you have to just be mindful of how rare they are And as much as Celtic Would still be favourites it, it, Does does, yeah. it, does it come into The conversation really? Um, no the, the, the nine doesn't come in Play um, this back When Celtic score know, 10 Kyogo <laughs> Kyogo got hat-trick Abadi got hat-trick uh, You know Starfield scored Everything that Celtic Struck went into the net um, But I'm sure that Ange Postacoglu Is not going there On Sunday thinking This will be easy We scored nine The last time we were up here He'll be Focusing entirely on keeping up Celtic's unbeaten run When he can bring O into the game uh, And he will not treat Dundee United lightly I noticed former Celtic player and current Dundee United striker Tony Watt's been linked with a move back to Belgium So whether Mm. he is involved at the weekend or not I guess we would have to watch with interest uh, He gets about yeah, he does. <laughs> I don't think he'll start the match against Celtic. Stephen Fletcher certainly will. Um, and Dundee United are capable of causing you a problem. That match that happened in August, Celtic simply had a sublime day. Kyogo was paranormal. Abada was terrific. Um, they, these things happen once in a blue moon But you know, no one should go there expecting what, another nine What you need to remember as well Is obviously the most recent game at Celtic Park It took till the 90th minute for Celtic to score two So that was a game And you'll be bringing that into yeah. the conversation And saying look This is a it's different probably team. more relevant isn't it? Yeah Because if, they, if, if they can do that at Celtic Park especially then They you posed know, a real threat it, that day as well they were, they were very good going forward Their minds will be focused Because Rangers will have beaten St Johnston by then And the the, you're very convinced about this, aren't you? Well, I mean, how could anyone? I, know, I but defy you're a, you're, anyone. You're a at predictions. I know that, but I defy anyone to present me with a logical, rational case for St Johnston no, even scoring a goal. I can't, I can't do logic, but just just a reminder that you sometimes get these things I, wrong. I, that's I all. Do, but there are, that's there all are, I've got. There are times when when you looked at me last Saturday and said, "What will the score be, Celtic and Morton?" I said, 5 0 Celtic." See, that's how you do it, Cammy. You should have come straight on here tonight and said, "I told you, Celtic wouldn't have got more than ten million for Juranovic." Yeah. When Love he's right, you. he never lets it go. Yeah. Because it's so rare, so it's easy to remember. Uh, Robbie is a Celtic fan on the line. What's your point tonight, Robbie? Good evening, panel. I would just like to make the point to Cammy Bell. He's all right, Cammy, how's it going? How are we doing, Robbie? Not too bad <clears throat> A couple of weeks ago Cammy, I was listening to one of the Celtic podcasts It was 20 minute turns And They actually Brought up something That had me thinking And obviously With you being on the panel I said I'll have to call up And ask Cammy about this one What else was the goalkeeping situation At Celtic Cammy Regarding Joe Hart Now the guys in the podcast Were actually saying that In, in the main And right across Since he's actually Signed for Celtic No problem with Joe Hart Been a great signing Great addition Really, really pleased with him, and I think that most of the Celtic fan base would echo that. Now, what they were saying though was uh, towards the end of this season, he's looking a wee bit creaky at points this season, so maybe best time to say tata to Joe Hart at the end of this season. I'm not too sure about that, Cammy. Um, I know he had the mistake uh, away at AZ Alpar last season when he was getting chased down, uh, closed down, and um, Pulling the trigger on, on on the clearance And basically it was a bit of a howler And there was one against Leipzig This season when it was more or less passing out for the back That's just two examples There has been a, a, a few other examples coming. I'm just trying to think Your opinion um, About 
the goalkeeping situation when a guy is coming who's going to be 36 in April and do you think my main question is do you think Celtic should just give him another year which would see out his three year contract he's got a year left so that's basically giving him next season that's my point and also I would like to ask you about goalkeepers at that age the mid 30s it's all reflex based when you obviously I'm talking about yourself how did you approach your goalkeeping at that age and obviously you speak to other goalkeepers you've spoke to Alan McGregor possibly when he was in his mid 30s what type of changes did the goalkeepers make you know to keep sharp at the mid 30s Age, Cammy. Yeah, listen, Robbie. I'll go back to your your first point on on Joe Hart as a Celtic player. And for me, Joe Hart's been a sensational signing for Celtic, and still is. Um, I was at the Celtic v Kilmarnock semi final. He made a wonderful save early on in that game, and Joe Hart's one of these players that I think for the old firm they they need a goalkeeper who can make big saves at big moments. He isn't going to have ten saves in a game. He's going to have two two big saves. Joe Hart had that in the semi-final and, and ultimately I'm not saying he kept them in the game but they're really important moments in that in that semi-final um, that gets you through it so uh, his mistakes generally come from playing out from the back but that's a risk that Ange wants the team to take he wants to play that style of football maybe Joe Hart's not his strongest part of his game but he's a real leader he can make big, big saves at big moments and that's what Celtic as a football club need they're not going to they don't need a goalie who can make 10 half decent saves a game they're not going to get that they're going to get two or three shots against them so concentration levels he's been at the top of the game I think he's really hard to replace whenever he hangs his gloves up I think you'd be sorry to ask this on a night that Hugh Keevans is about Robbie I I think he's been better this season than he was last season Joe Hart he's hopeless with the ball at his feet anyone will tell you that Uh, but also on the point of age Robbie you should know your club's history Ronnie Simpson was 37 when he was in goal for the Lisbon Lions what about that second In fact I'm not finished with the first one I don't think yet Because it is an interesting one Because this is something That football fans Across the globe I feel Still Wrestle with Joe Hart Maybe It's not a strength of his To have, have the ball at his feet But is yep. there something Even although loads of teams Play out from the back And they have done for a long time it, Do we still As a footballing nation Just kind of struggle to Thomas come to terms with it as a, as a thing because Robbie's mentioned it he said there was that one time against Alkmaar and then yeah. there was that one time against Blah Joe Hart's played 84 times for Celtic <sighs> uh-huh. I don't know how many times he has the ball at his feet in a game will we, call, that, it, will we what... call it 20 will we call, yeah. I don't know you can call it 10 Do the, he said the ball at his feet like a thousand times well, do you see Ibrox, where I'm going with this Ibrooks, he almost sold the jerseys when he, mm-hmm. he, he kicked it against Morelos no, I get but, that but what, this but is then, what I'm talking about the, but the point that's going to be about that save after yeah, yeah. and his shot stopping mm-hmm. this season has been very good but I mean almost the it's the psychology of it because I'm not arguing one way or the other but because you can remember him almost uh-huh. making the. But the, that's what the, people the, do. They that, remember that, that's what I'm saying. What you won't remember, you just won't, is you won't remember the time that Joe Hart rolled it to Starfelt, who rolled it to Taylor, who rolled it to Hatati, who put in Kyogo and they so, then scored. So, so is, is that difficult? What I'm, I'm assuming say Celtic is, is or any it, other big club have got sophisticated enough analysis to judge when and when it isn't. Listen, Joe, it's not his strength for his game is playing from the back, but he can do it. I'm not. I wouldn't go down to you. You said he's horrendous at it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's that. Um, it's not the strength for his game. He's a he's a world class shot stopper. And Celtic and Rangers both need a goalkeeper who can make them unbelievable saves at big moments in games. 
um, you're only going to make one or two saves a game and you need to make them and Joe Hart does that but, but for me listen Celtic need to be mindful of what they had before him listen they signed a goalkeeper for £4 million in Barkas who was meant to be a very good goalkeeper came over couldn't handle this country um, and now they've got a guy who's 35 year old looks fit fit as a fiddle doesn't doesn't get injured that's another key factor Joe Hart does not miss games of football wants to play every single game and and is a leader as well as a goalkeeper I think he leads from and the back to go back to Tannadice where Celtic will be on Sunday he took that um, and no fault of Stephen Fletcher's whatsoever he was perfectly entitled to go for the ball but Joe Hart took a real sore one to the head that day and Seagrist was warming up but Joe Hart persevered alright he had nothing to do Celtic won 9-0 in the end but he's been better for me this season than last I like this game let's see how many mentions of the 9-0 we can get in <laughs> to annoy producer Callum between now and the end of the show I like Robbie's second point asking you yep. specifically do goalkeepers need to change anything when they get to their mid-30s I just feel like I feel like here we're blessed with so many Guys that continue to be great reflex shot stoppers when they go well beyond that age. Yeah, I think it, it's key that goalkeepers avoid big injuries in the in their career. And again, we look at Alan McGregor; he's not had major major injuries. Craig Gordon's bounced back from them and, and had that long period out of the game where he he, he found his, his grit and determination to get back. Went on and played fantastically at Celtic and's moved on. And Joe Hart's not had many injuries, and he and he doesn't. For me, as as Hugh said there, he, he, he'll pick up an injury in a game, but he just gets on with it. He's a, he's a hardy-hardy footballer, wants to play football. I think what Celtic do, and I know what they do, they, they train towards what they're playing at the weekend. I know that Stevie Woods, the goalie coach, works towards the, the training that they're, they're going to face at the weekend, does a lot of reactions work um, with Joe Hart, and that's what ultimately he'll need to do. He's decision-making. He'll have got that through his experience of playing a number of games over his career, and he'll just work on the sharpness and and that sort of fitness to keep his his uh, hand eye coordination going going well. Thank you to Robbie. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I'm on the lookout for a couple of things. Hibs fans or or anyone actually who's interested in the the situation with Ryan Porteous and Kevin Nisbet because they're well known players. They're well known to the league. They're Scotland internationals. One has gone to Watford. One went down to Millwall The club accepted a fee And then he knocked them back So what does that mean? Does that mean he's staying with Hibs? Does it mean someone else Is going to come and take him elsewhere? And of course that Jim Goodwin Aberdeen, Dave Cormack, Darvel situation We need to explore that one as well So do get in touch And we'll take more calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans is in the building and Cammy Bell is keeping him company. So why not get in touch on the phones or Twitter at Clyde SSB? It goes without saying the phone's much more fun. 01419511025. So why not get in touch and let us know what you're thinking. Hibs fans, I want to know what you're thinking or any rival fans as well uh, about a huge day uh, at the club where Ryan Porteous leaves for Watford. It is assumed that Kevin Nisbet's about to do the same to Millwall but then has... A change of heart So let us know uh, What you make of that 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Your teaser for tonight uh-huh. And I like it Hugh um, Because as the elder statesman Of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard panel We're going to the opposite end of the spectrum And asking you to name The six youngest managers To be appointed permanently By a Scottish Premiership side since 2010 
the six youngest managers to be appointed permanently by a Scottish Premiership side since 2010. Oh, I don't like that silence, I must admit. I thought you'd have something for me. Premiership side? Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, wow. It was Stevie Hamill. He's 40. And you need to be a good bit younger than that to get on this list. You since, know? since 2010. You need to be younger than that. You need to be younger. Stevie Hamill's 40, and I will tell you he's, he's not that close. No. Um. You need to be. Yeah, I don't mind telling you. I don't think it changes okay. much. You need to have been 35 or under at wow. time of appointment to be on, on this list. Lee McCulloch was 37. Robbie Nielsen? Yes, Hugh oh, Evans. Yes. Well done. I like your work greatly. Stuart Kettlewell? Yes Oh get there in there As easy as that That's two already We're only looking for Another four So we'll leave that Until the end of the show We'll leave that bubbling away In the background If you like the sound of it If you think you Could send a question in Like that one Or something completely different And try and trick the pundits Then that is what You need to do Send it over to me Fulltime at Clyde1.com And we'll try our best To get it used On the show Let's take a look at This Hibs situation it's been a, a very interesting day because the bid for Ryan Porteous was accepted. Everyone knows his contract was up four to five hundred thousand pounds. Watford goes down there, agrees personal terms, and tonight it has been confirmed. He's signed, he's gone, he's no longer a Hibs player, he is now a Watford player. Straightforward. It was assumed that Kevin Nisbet was similarly straightforward. The club accepted a bid of around two point three million pounds, that included the add-ons. He was going down to Millwall to discuss personal terms. Surely he would follow suit. In fact, Lee Johnson was asked about it at his press conference and he spoke about the two players being a big loss and how they're looking to reinvest and how the good thing is academy players would now be given the chance and then broke the news that Kevin Nisbet had had a, a change of heart and had knocked back Millwall. You showed your very cynical hand uh -huh. at the top of the show, Hugh. This does not mean for you that he's a Hibs player beyond the end of the window. No. This, to you, means he's he's just going to get a different offer somewhere else. He hasn't had a change of heart. He's had a change of club. He went down to sign for Millwall and something happened. And he'll be with another club by the Tuesday deadline. He will not be played by Hibs under any circumstances tomorrow because... A £2 million plus player is too valuable to put at risk and he will not run the risk of injury. The stewardship of Hibs under Ron Gordon has been awful. He got rid of Jack Ross prematurely. Big mistake. He appointed Sean Maloney, gave him 19 games and then got rid of him. Bad stewardship. Sean Maloney today probably going to be the new Wigan manager in place of Colo Turi. He then appoints uh, Lee Johnson, who is fabulous for the press, but hasn't done a good job as manager. And to prove that he doesn't get Scottish football in general, or get Hibs in particular, he goes on today about academy players in the squad. Academy players in the squad tomorrow is a potential disaster. Because if Hibs lose at home to an Aberdeen team on the rebound from the worst result in the club's history... The pressure grows on Lee Johnson. Hibs are in a woeful state. So many ways of looking at this, Cammy. You know, in a purely footballing sense, Hibs have lost Ryan Porteous, yep. main defender for the last couple of seasons. On the day that Rocky Bashiri is ruled out for 
Three months yep. So that's both your first choice centre backs For a team that were already struggling We thought Kevin Nisbet was going Let's I don't know Sum it all up first And then we'll get a bit specific as we go Yeah um, It's been a traumatic day I would say for Hibs um, Again Portrius was probably always going to happen In the window I think they would have liked them And maybe have been there for Tomorrow's game To try and get that victory To take the pressure off a little bit um, but it's only a short term fix Bashiri's now been ruled out You've got a key player in Martin Boyle That everyone forgets Is injured for long term And then obviously Kevin Nisbet Probably be missing tomorrow So they're, they're four massive players For Hibs That you aren't going to probably see again this season um, So yes yeah, it's, it's worrying Because again the, the people that are coming in the door The, the recruitment was really poor in the summer and it, they've not really done much in this Paul, window either. Paul Hanlon and uh, Louis, Stevenson. Louis Stevenson have been great players for Hibs. But a replacement strategy should have been in place long before this. Bashiri, I wish him very well with his recovery, but he's been another poor mm. signing. He's been good recently. Yeah, Ropey start Has he not been better recently? No I mean <laughs> Have you looked at the games Against Hearts You know I mean They're, they're in a mess Hibs Bashiri's, An absolute mess Bashiri's one of these players That takes a lot of risks And, and yeah. can, can create A sort of negativity Viewers on his game um, He has been better of recently But is he a long term answer For me for Hibs? I'm unsure are you, are you as cynical as Hugh then? This change of heart From Kevin Nisbet is specifically about joining Millwall today. You don't think it means he remains a, a Hibs player beyond the window? Absolutely not. No I chance? Think, no, no chance. I think Hugh's right. And, and mm. being in a player's situation um, not so long ago, you, you, you know that players, the agent will be working in the background until that deal's signed. He's still working on other other um, offers and other people. And, and now for me, people know the fee that, that Hibs are willing to accept. Mm, yeah, let's bring in. Brian, who's a Hibs fan from Edinburgh, how would you sum up today's news, Brian? It's been quite a busy day, hasn't it? I think um, the board need a lot to answer for due to the fact that they've let one of their best defenders, a young Scot- Scotland player, who's I think he's got two or three caps now. Um, he's just they've let him go for peanuts. We've now got an injury at the back that he's going to be out probably the rest of the season. It's, it, the Hibs have not been the same since Ian Dempster left. And the board are just, I don't know, they're just, it's just a, an American way of running a, a football club, isn't it? It's all about um, money. They don't care about the club or the fans. Well, you know, it's not about the board, it's about Ron Gordon. The boards don't count. Ron Gordon owns the club. Uh, Ron Gordon's son is in charge of player recruitment. Uh, and Ron Gordon has made one wrong decision after another. And now, I, I do not blame him for selling Porteous. Mm. Porteous is going because his contract expires at the end of the season and Hibs are getting some money in for that him. That kind of f- partly feeds into Brian's point though, doesn't it? Because of historical mistakes or, uh, or yeah. whatever... Then you, you do have to say you do have to let Ryan Portes go for this fee now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not to say that you shouldn't have done more to get the contract. So the problem is that previously, the, yeah, the, the strategy, of the club's been the the whole problem. Obviously, the ownership in the last few years it's been questionable of of the way that they've went. Um, Ryan Portes, when I was at Hibs in two thousand and eighteen, Ryan Portes was just coming into the first team then. He was a fantastic, talented player. I could tell. He was going to be a top, top player. He had the mentality, he had the skill, the ability. 
And he was always going to be a top player And when he started playing for Hibs In the first team consistently They should have been signing up on a five year deal And then renewing it after a couple of years It should have been long term, long term That's what the top clubs do They protect their assets Hibs haven't done this And they've ultimately left us all in the position They've, they've had mm. to sell One them today One of the few things that Lee Johnson got right He publicly stated that it was a mistake mm, yep. That Hibs had not got Ryan Porteous On a long term yeah. contract yeah, Because th- that one's been inevitable Because of all that The one that's interesting today Brian is Kevin Nisbet So the club accepted a bid Of £2.3 million from Millwall He's then had a change of heart What do you What do you make of that? I can understand For Kevin's point of view He wants to progress Yeah fair do to him And Good luck to him. You know you can't deny him that. Um, if if he's going somewhere else, then so be it. But as long as we get decent money for it, then you you take your hats off to the guy. The guy's done well for Hibs. You know he's just come back after a major injury, and he's just banged in the goals right, left, and centre. So he, he, yeah, he crystallised the whole situation. He went to London to sign mm. for Millwall Something happened and he didn't sign for Millwall There's something that happened Is another club has come in at the 11th yeah. hour And oh. he'll be away by Tuesday to another club I'll meet you halfway though on your cynicism I'm not saying he definitely wants to stay at him, But maybe Millwall just didn't offer the terms That he, he thought he was getting or, or wanted I, I don't think you take off for London Without knowing what's uh, on what offer yeah, yeah, I understand that I suppose Um Scottish clubs are all sitting. In fact, most clubs in the world are selling clubs, Cammy. So yep. you, you get the you get the business side of things, and sometimes a, a bid comes along, and you you just know that you have to accept it, and, and it is what it is. But it just feels it feels like this will be a really tough one for Hibs fans to take. If you're already struggling, yes, yeah, you kind of have to get rid of Portes for this money because it's the only money you're going to get. If he Okay For yep. Kevin Nisbet Is that, is that fair It's not, not brilliant uh, Because they knocked back More than that last year And that, that's the nature of it I suppose um, You know But it's not like You're saying Right okay We've lost Nisbet and Porteous It's really tough They were our two best players But we're £10 million better off You know You can stomach that It just feels like The Hibs fans Will view all of this stuff Negatively Yeah And they will though I think the Porteous one Was a mistake That was made years ago He should have been signed As I said previously Long term contact After long term contract It should have been Rolling and monitored Lee Johnson came into the club and says Look, this is a young kid that's been underpaid for years He's a top player, one of our top players And is the busy- biggest asset of the of the, of the the club I would have said if he was on a long-term contract Kevin Nisbet I think that's the money they get for for Him at mm-hmm. the moment For where Hibs are at And the fact that Kevin Nisbet is just back from a long-term injury Clubs will have that in the back of their mind 2.3 million It's probably around about the right valuation For where Hibs are as a club at the moment you look at I called it Juranovic ten million, and that's that's a that's a team that's at the top of the league, and and a, a guy who's who's playing in the World Cup. So you need to wait up, and I think that's probably the right valuation for him at this moment. Let's hear from Lee Johnson. Like I said, this was just before the news broke that Kevin Nisbet had had this change of heart. So you know the full theme of the press conference I was there was all about players leaving and how they replace them and all the rest of it, and then things changed a little a little bit. Not that much as far as Hugh's concerned um, But speaking before this change of heart As it's been described Lee Johnson said he and Ryan Portis would be huge losses However he's taken the positive That a number of academy players will be in the squad tomorrow Yeah, big loss Obviously two quality players But you know, for, uh, in very different circumstances In each transfer um, 
sometimes it's difficult to, to stand in the guy's ways um, and you know it's well documented our, our sort of shortcomings on the Porto um, contract situation but at the same time obviously Nizzi uh, would end up commanding a very strong fee that we could reinvest. Well look we're active in the market there's no doubt in that so you know we're, we're trying sometimes that's in the form of one player sometimes that's in the form of two or three players that you feel can can add to the squad but I tell you what what is a nice narrative there'll be five potentially six academy based players on the bench in the squad or in the team on Saturday I think that's massive like in terms of the project you know in terms of the work the academy had done showing the pathway he just doesn't get it and he uses the word narrative which you hate <laughs> uh, the Hibs are not a project the fans are mm. in torment and they are looking for vastly improved performances and they're watching Porto, yeah. as he called them, and Nizzy, as he called them, going out the door <laughs> and they're looking at the rest of the squad and it's substandard. Come on, shoggy. And, oh. and they are seriously disturbed by the manager's performance as well, which has been substandard. Mm. And tomorrow they could be a bottom six club by the end of this game because if Nizzi and Porto aren't playing, then even Aberdeen on the rebound from Darvel will win the Easter Road and they can't beat anybody it's away funny, from home. It's funny, Cammy, because <laughs> fans do like to see young players given a chance. Yep. They do, but like I said, I was there and I could just imagine, or no, in fact, I couldn't imagine any Hibs fan anywhere on this planet watching Ryan Porteous leave at the time of speaking Thinking Kevin Nisbet Was leaving today as well And going Well do you know what It's going to be great To see these kids Getting a chance tomorrow Because it's It's just not Going to do it for them Is it? No not in these circumstances Listen every club Wants to develop Their own players And, and I have to say That Hibs have a fantastic Youth team They're obviously competing In the European competition This season I think they play Dortmund This week um, so they, they are a, they're a good standard But is that standard of a first team player? Probably not It's, it's okay dripping one or two of these players Into to the, the squad But yeah, when you're, when you're relying on these players Then it's going to be it's going to be difficult mm. But that's where Hibs are at the moment They're selling assets They've got bad injuries So they are where they are um, Andy is not a Hibs fan But looking at this from the outside Andy, what, what are your thoughts on Kevin Nisbet? Um, well, I've got, I've got two points. Um, just before I make my point, I think the Hibs manager there is making excuses already for a defeat tomorrow um, from Aberdeen. Um, I think he's already made his excuses up because it came out be exactly the same as that when Aberdeen beat them tomorrow. Um, but my, my other point leads on to Hibs. Um, one of my arguments is kind of out of India now because Poise has moved, it's been confirmed. Mm-hmm. But I think Nisbet. Um, has not a change of heart as such. I think he said uh, a bit of glitter in front of his eyes, and it's either Celtic or Rangers. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he's Red Rangers should uh, go for him. Um, I think he would be good for Rangers. It's a young Scottish up and coming talent. Um, uh, obviously, going through the ranks. I know he's had injury problems, very similar to uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Relies at the window team in the just now, but. Um, he's had bad injury from Two Hearts and we signed him he's injured now for over oh, a John year aye aye so I mean I know there's concerns that way but I think Nisbet would do well for Glasgow Rangers um, and because Cammy Bell's there as well I just want to I know he's were talking about goalkeepers earlier on there the second point is just quickly um, on Rangers goalkeeping situation I think uh, 
it's time for McGregor to hang his boots up. End of the season, I think it will be. McLaughlin's a good goalkeeper. Can he be a number one? No. Can he be a good number two? Yeah. So I think Rangers should start thinking about going for a goalkeeper. Now, no names come to mind right now, but um, I'm wondering if Cammy has any names. Yeah. Right, we're pushed for time And that's two excellent points Two debates that we could run up Very quickly on the goalie Oh, issue. really difficult one and, and that's why it's so hard Obviously, when when Celtic signed Joe Hart And I've said this You need a goalie that's played Top, top level Can handle the pressure And that's difficult to find But I agree, I think Alan McGregor Will hang his gloves up At the end of the season John McLaughlin, for me I agree with you mm. That he is a number two as well Right, Rangers should go for Kevin Nisbet Says Andy Who, by the way Has been pictured tonight Filmed tonight Arriving back at the airport. Which, so which one? Oh, I don't know. Uh, let me look. <laughs> let me see how how is my airport identification? Uh, Edinburgh, I think. Well. Doesn't matter. He's back in Scotland, right? Uh-huh. So um, Rangers for Andy. Um, I will stand corrected if I'm wrong, but he didn't have a change of heart. He left to go to London to sign for Millwall. And then something happened and he's come back up to Scotland. And the something that's happened is another club's come in and it's a better offer and it excites him more than Millwall. And he'll be with that club by the deadline on Tuesday. Um, I think it's Glasgow Airport. I take oh, it back. Right? Yes. Well, it's handy um, for Ibrox, isn't it? Also f- I think he's also from Glasgow. Which so makes sense for Rangers then. <laughs> Even though Michael Beale suggested today that it's more defensive players they would be looking to sign. Yeah, but Michael Beale can say, when I was speaking to you, uh, things were going on in the background. Here's one for you, though. You know the way things work up here. Uh-huh. 2.3 million is enough to get Kevin Nisbet yep. if you're Millwall. Is it enough <laughs> to get Kevin Nisbet if you're Rangers? Um, it might be for Ron Gordon. Uh, who might think Look we're not going to Better this money We turned down this Another Ron mm. Gordon problem Doesn't know when to sell Doesn't know when to Hold these cards Or fold them Or do whatever uh, So You know it, it might suit Ron Gordon To get the money in And see if he can Bankroll some other deal Before Tuesday to, Before Hibs get relegated so, I mean no Cammy Look because if, if the Hibs fans Are already annoyed At Ron Gordon Yep You're going to need to Seriously <laughs> Be careful if if you do that. You know we've seen it in the past. You, Rangers and Celtic might need to pay more than a, an English club, just in terms of keeping your fans happy. If that's the right word. Yeah, they're they're in the same competition, so I I I get the point. But again, Ron Gordon's his own man. Is the money right for him and Hibernian Football Club in his eyes? Probably. I think if anyone offers the same money or the same type of deal, then then I expect Hibs to accept it. Um, whether that that's already happened, mm-hmm. we don't know. Um, I, I I think there there will be another deal on the table within the next day or two. Interesting. You, you take great glee when you get a match prediction wrong. Yeah. This this is my new one. My new fascination now is I hope Kevin Nisbet's here beyond the end of this window. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is what I'm going to save up. For. I mean, it makes no difference to me. I'm just you're so certain, both of you, it, so it, certain. Well, you know, Cammy's a pro and has mm-hmm. observed transfer business for a long time. He came back from London because something happened yeah. because another but, offer came in, and I, and I agree with that. I, I think you know enough about the club when you go down there. He knows enough about Millwall. He spoke to people on the you phone. Know what ballpark wages going to be hundred percent. You know the figure before you even go down and do a medical. You know that the deal's almost agreed, Gordon. That's the way that it works. The deal mm. will almost been agreed. 
And for me, Hugh's right, something's happened in between and it's turned his head. Okay. Well, as it stands, Hibs haven't accepted a bid for from anyone else, as, as far as we know. So uh, lots to watch on that one. Thank you to Andy. Very quickly on this teaser, you two were looking for the last in fact, we're just gonna do it next. We're so much out of time. Kenny so, Miller. So late Kenny Miller at No, I don't think oh. so. Uh, we'll get the answers to the teaser next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Very busy show I must say Let's quickly check in on this full time teaser uh, Can you name the six youngest managers To be appointed permanently By a Scottish Premiership side Since 2010 You've got Robbie Nielsen And Stuart Kettlewell I'll give you a clue They basically have to be 35 or under At the time of appointment <laughs> Be faced Stephen Glass No Tam Court No I went Jack Ross <laughs> no, no, no Liam Fox <laughs> Oh it was such a high standard At the beginning and now Callum Davidson You're struggling you're really, Oh you're Back all over the, the place 35 and under And 20 From 2010 onwards You've got Robbie Nielsen You've got Stuart Kettlewell One of them Was 30 Wow I forgot about that I realised I, I knew he was young I'm not sure I Realised he was quite that young A premiership Ship club manager Mm-hmm Right Didn't go particularly well right enough But Martin Cannon He is on your list It's not who I was referring to Oh yes Martin Canning was 33 What a show that is There we go Oh Give us time I can't mm. believe a 30 year old got a premiership club I know uh, by the way, see now that I'm 33 And when thinking Martin Canning was th- He didn't seem the same age then as I am now, I must admit Is anyone looking for a manager? That, that, says, more, the that says maybe I don't know who that says more about My baby face <laughs> or the other way around Sorry Martin if he's listening um, Yeah, there was a 30 year old appointed And it it didn't go It kind of went how you might expect that to go Pear shaped By all accounts a very good coach and all that stuff And has got a nick very good coaching CV Okay Still But um Well yeah. they might actually be out of work now But Leave it with us okay. <laughs> Three to get What about Martin Canning though If you've already given me him Alex Neil. Yes Yes There we go <laughs> Two to get Right let's hear from Jim Goodwin We need to hear from Jim Goodwin tonight It's an absolute certainty uh, He thinks the Aberdeen board Have been courageous By not sacking him this week He says he's not been given a time frame He's just keen on focusing on bringing back success to the club. No, I think you saw the statement. Look, the, the board of directors have have um, have took a, cur- a, a courageous decision. I think, as I said, I think it would have been very easy for them to uh, to sack me on the spot on Monday night. But you know, they took time to consider the decision. They've shown great faith in me. They've shown that they still believe I am the man to take this club forward. But I've got to go and prove that to them now all over again and I've got to prove that to the supporters as well so um, you know as I said I'm as determined as ever to to make a success of this I've, I've been given an incredible opportunity to manage a great club and um, you know I've got great respect for all of the people here and um, you know I want to bring success back to Aberdeen and um, we'll continue to to work as hard as possible and uh, hopefully as I said that can start tomorrow but there is no time frame on it I'm taking it game by game right now it's as simple as that I'm going into tomorrow's game and we're going to try and win that one and then we'll see what Sunday brings 
I am the worst man in the world to have beside you on a night like this. <coughs> they have not shown faith in him, not at all. They have made a holding arrangement so that if he wins tomorrow, they can stall for time. If they lose tomorrow, Dave Cormack can say, well, when I said I wanted immediate improvement, of course, I wasn't judging him over 90 minutes. And they'll, they'll stumble on to the game against St Mirren midweek at Pataudry. They have taken a decision that is not courageous. It is cynical. They are keeping him on. Even Jim Goodwin himself there said he expected to be sacked at full time. This is a holding arrangement. So is it actually El Sacchio tomorrow or are people just getting carried away? Because I've just heard from Lee Johnson talking about they'll be playing kids and they're looking to reinvest and, and I guess, can you really hold it against Lee Johnson if you don't get a result tomorrow when you've you've shipped Kevin Nisbet and Ryan Portis potentially? And then you're hearing Jim Goodwin there. Can they both survive defeat tomorrow? Um, no, I don't think they can. I think the pressure's more on Jim Goodwin after obviously Monday night was was... Horrendous uh, Really really poor result um, And just the way the game went I don't, I don't even think They didn't batter Darville And, and just Darville sneaked the win Darville absolutely deserved the win So I think that's got a factor in it um, I, I agree with Hugh That it's not a good strategy for Aberdeen I, I think the chairman knows That Jim Goodwin's not the long term solution For Aberdeen going forward And he's just stalling on it at the moment I think he should have made a brave decision And say look he, I've got this wrong again um, which he doesn't want to do publicly he's a, human, he's a human sacrifice tomorrow Dave Cormack has turned them into a human sacrifice If if they lose uh, The Aberdeen fans will Go off their heads uh, Pataudry and Wednesday will be uh, A very Dangerous place to be uh, But he's a human sacrifice For the chairman Well what it's done is add extra spice to tomorrow I already can't wait for tomorrow's show So make sure you join us But quickly you two need to give me two more Of the youngest managerial appointments Sean McHugh's on Twitter Got Alex Neil, Got Martin Canning And has got one of the ones you're looking for James McPeak No who's the 30 year old Come on Was it Alan Archibald one of them He's one of them yes. He wasn't the 30 year old Come on Whoa. you're nearly there how many have we go? One, one That's one, it yeah. The 30 year old Nah he's, he's Give me a clue Hearts Oh, oh The man Cathro. with the laptop Cathro. Yeah. Cathro Well done We got there In the end It's nil nil between Cove and Ayr In the championship If you're interested tonight Tomorrow's going to be a cracker Because we're looking at Potential debuts everywhere For new players Rangers St Johnson Should be a big one In this part of the world and I think everyone's keeping a really close eye on Hibs against Aberdeen For the reasons we've just discussed You would be crazy to miss it We're here at 2 o'clock Hugh will be back Mark Wilson Gordon DL in the studio The top team around the grounds And George is up next with the GBX